Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you all on this steamy August morning? I just made the mistake this week of saying to Andre one evening, this doesn't feel like New Jersey summer to me because in the evenings it was getting cool. I was like, this isn't real New Jersey to me. New Jersey summer evenings are supposed to be almost as hot as the daytime. And there it came, Thursday evening. I was like, I can't breathe out here. It's so hot. So Jersey summer, got to love it. I am um, really happy to be up here with you this morning. Before I get started, though, I just wanted us to pray for Pastor Dan and Anna. They're on vacation this week, and I just wanted us to take a minute and just pray for them, that they'll just have the best week of vacation ever and be rested and all that kind of stuff. So would you just join me in prayer for just a moment this morning? Lord, we just take a moment to bless our pastor and his family. We thank you for Pastor Dan. We thank you for Anna and Ethan and Levi and Elise, especially Elise. Lord, I just ask you to come and just make this the best vacation they've ever had. I ask you, Lord, to give them rest, to give them fun, to give them family moments and joy, and that they would just soak in all the goodness that is vacation and rest, and that you would just be with them. We're just thankful for them, and we just honor them in this place this morning for the sacrifice of their lives that has caused Life Tree to be a church in Robbinsville. We thank you for them, and we bless them. And Lord, I ask you this morning that as I just share the simplicity of your word, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing to you. And that, Lord, because your word is so anointed in and of itself, our lives would truly be changed from the moment that we hear it this morning. And that we would actually walk out the doors of this room different people than we were when we walked in. We give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning we begin our series called Dirt. Did everyone get a little seed packet? You could have used them like almost like maracas during worship if you wanted to. <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody has one of these. I, I just want you to have it in your hand. They're, I think they're wildflower seeds. I'm not sure what's in there. They were the cheapest seeds for the, the most amount on Amazon. But there are seeds in here, in fact. And we're beginning this series called Dirt. We're going to look at the parable of the sower out of Luke chapter 8 for the next four weeks. I get the fun part. Pastor Dan does this to me, and he gives me the, the least fun verse to preach on. But God is so good that he gave me something fun to tell you this morning anyway. But would you turn with me to Luke chapter 8? We're going to begin in verse 4. Again, it's the parable of the sower, beginning our series called Dirt. Luke chapter 8, verse 4. We're going to read verse 4 through 8, and then we're going to skip and read verses 11 through 15. It says, One day... Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. This is the story. Verse 5. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath or a road where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. That's the verse I get to tell you about this morning. Everybody say, hooray. But it's good. Verse 6, other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. 
This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times, sounds like multiplication, as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. If Jesus says, hey, listen to this, you might want to listen. Verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message of God's word, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. Verse 14, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. And then the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. I'm going to make an admission to you this morning before we get started. I am, in fact, not a farmer. There are farmers in the room with us this morning. And so as a woman who is not a farmer, and there are multiples, Kyle, Mr. Booth, there are multiple farmers in the room this morning. I'm just a tad bit intimidated to speak about soil, but I'm going to give it my best shot. In fact, I was the other night telling my husband, Andre, about Jersey tomatoes with robust authority that the reason why Jersey tomatoes are so delicious is, in fact, because of the soil. And I'm going to make this wonderful correlation between this story and Jersey tomatoes. And so I did research to make sure I was telling the truth, and it's not true. My whole life, I've been told, oh, it's that sandy soil. It's the sandy soil that makes the tomatoes so good. No, it's not. It's just the kind of tomato that they are that makes them good. So my whole life, I believed in this tomato and the soil it was grown in only to find out I was believing a lie. Does it taste not as good? No, it's just as good. It's so good, in fact, that a couple of days ago I had a sandwich with a Jersey tomato and that you kind of can't tell. But I had to Instagram my Jersey tomato sandwich because that's how good Jersey tomatoes are. I had to show the whole world and my friends made fun of me for posting a picture of food. But hey, it was that good. Grown up eating these beautiful guys, very proud of them. I had a friend in Tennessee. Her name was Bentley, like the car, Bentley. Bentley, that's how they'd say it in Tennessee, Bentley. And her dad was a farmer. He, he grew all kinds of stuff. He was the cutest man. His name was Paul. His name still is Paul. He's still <laughs> He was adorable, and he, they're super generous people. And, and they loved vegetables, and we had conversations about Jersey tomatoes, and they had heard of Jersey tomatoes, never had one, but they've heard of them. And so Paul, from that time on, and for 14 years just about, when he got his tomato harvest, he would lovingly and humbly bring me his tomatoes and say, I know they're not Jersey tomatoes, but here's one, and I hope it tastes kind of just as good. It's good, but it's not Jersey tomato. Why? Because it wasn't grown in Jersey. <laughs> it's a good tomato. It's just not a Jersey tomato. I'm going to keep believing my sandy soil lies because it makes my heart feel warm to think that it's the sandy soil, but it's not. But soil matters. Where something grows matters. Where something's planted 
in fact, determines its destiny on some level. Because Paul gave me really good tomatoes. So sorry, but it was a Tennessee tomato. It was not a Jersey tomato. And where things are planted actually matters. Your soil matters. And in this passage, the soil is our hearts. Jesus is so neat. I, I just can't imagine having walked next to him. But do you know that he told parables not just to tell people stories in common everyday language. He actually told parables because there were people following him around, waiting for him to make a mistake, to say something he shouldn't say, to say out loud, yeah, I'm the one, I'm the Messiah. And it wasn't time for him to say that yet. So he told these stories called parables because he could hide hidden meanings in the stories and only the believers, only the ones close to him would understand. And somebody who was trying to get him, get at him, accuse him of something, wouldn't get the deeper meaning of the story. That's how cool Jesus is. But he told us this story, and this morning, I just want us to take a second and look at heart condition, because soil matters. The soil of your heart matters. The condition of the soil of your heart matters. Because, see, it can be a good tomato, but if it grew in Tennessee, it's still not a Jersey tomato. It's just a good tomato. Who doesn't like tomatoes? Raise your hand. I'm so sorry. There's a couple here that you just don't understand. You know, if, if it wouldn't get all over my shirt, I could pick it up and just bite into it. I'm a little too civilized for that this morning, but it's that good. Over the next few weeks, we're going to just take a look at these different types of soil and how they illustrate different conditions of our heart. And this morning, we're going to look at the footpath, the road. Jesus is telling the story. Jesus wasn't a farmer. We know Jesus was a carpenter, but enough people that traveled alongside him were familiar with the ways that crops were grown. They, they grew things on their own. And so Jesus tells them a story in a way they can understand, a way that makes sense to them, with things that they would grasp onto. They would get the meaning of a footpath, of a road, and what would happen with soil that fell on there so quickly. They'd know, obviously, no way. Nothing can grow in that. There's so much about growth that we don't get to control there's parts of it that just happen you know your children you can't control how fast they grow there were periods in my children's life where people used to say this is weird i'm sorry they would say you better put a brick on their head they're growing too fast i have no control over the growth patterns of my children they're just growing it's right they're growing we can't control everything about growth but we can control in our relationship with god we can control the soil of our own hearts. We can control the condition of our souls. The farmer would plant his crops then much differently than we do now. This is pretty funny. Get a picture. I like pictures in my head. I'm a visual thinker. I'm a visual learner, and I like to get a picture. So when we think of someone planting a crop today, we would commonly think of even rows, plowed neatly, big machinery, or, you know, if you're doing your own little home garden, cute little area fenced in so squirrels and deer can't get in. That's not what was happening here in the Bible. In this picture of this story Jesus is telling, a farmer is literally walking around in the field just throwing the seeds. This is the picture you need to have for this story. The farmer is not digging a little hole, putting in a seed, adding miracle grow, putting more water. Put, no, saying, you're going to grow really well, little seed. People talk, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. People talk to plants and stuff. That's not me. This farmer is literally reaching his hand in a bag and tossing 
seats as he's walking. And you might think, why in the world would a farmer even throw seed near where the footpath was? Well, the footpath was just wherever the people walked to get from place to place. It wasn't these pristine fields. They were sowing their seed where they could. And so part of where they would end up having the seed fall is on the road that's getting them from field to field or town to town, place to place. Nothing can grow there. Every part of the field, this is so interesting. Because as we look at this story this morning, the the soil is our hearts and the seed is the word of God. The seed is what we come together and we hear the word of God preached, or we, we read our Bibles and we listen to the word of God. We sing worship songs that teach us the word of God. We go to a small group. The seed represents the word of God. And really, we get this picture of this farmer just tossing it everywhere because the word of God is an equal opportunity employer. You don't have to have special christian Jesus ears to hear it. Everybody can hear it. But the condition of your heart determines if it goes, ever goes from your head to your heart to make a change in your life. Because this parable shows us, and it's almost kind of scary, this verse. It's almost kind of ominous and like, whoa, Lord, I, don't, I don't, kind of don't like this thought. I don't like this thought that if someone's heart is not in the right place, they could hear your word and it absolutely, absolutely changes nothing. But this is where... We get to come in, and in the end of this service, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray for people whose hearts aren't right yet, but we want them to hear God's word. Because if we think about it just like, oh, well, their heart is hard. They're not turned towards Jesus. How are they ever going to hear? I used to really be bothered by the fact that I knew that there were people who did not love and serve Jesus. I took an Islamic studies class in college, and it used to really bug me that I knew that they studied the Bible. They're reading the Bible. Why aren't they reading it and getting saved? And I'm sure some do sometimes. I'm sure some people study the Bible in a class. You can take an Old Testament class at Rutgers and not believe a thing you read. Because if your heart isn't ready to receive the Word of God, it's just going to go right here and stop right here and never go anywhere else. It's never going to go down deeper. It's never going to become something... That goes from your head to your heart and then actually is lived out in your everyday life. Because you know what? Lots of people know the Bible. Lots of people have read the Bible. Lots of real, Some of the smartest scholars in the world are very, very biblically literate. It's done nothing to change the way they live their everyday lives because it's about the soil of our hearts and whether we let it get anywhere. Some of this seed lands on the road, the place where everyone's walking back and forth, and I just really, I really asked the Lord, why in the world are you pointing out a place that's so negative? I, you know, I kind of like to preach happy things, I have to admit. I like to get up here and say, hoorah, go team, everything's awesome. But then there's this story about the seed that can't do anything. What do we do with these parts of the Bible that we have to kind of wrestle with, have to wonder about, have to say, I'm not sure I understand what's happening here. I want you to see just three simple things about this, and then we're going to land somewhere that I think that the Holy Spirit really opened up something about this passage to me that I'd never thought of before, about me, about us. This road wasn't created by a, word, by a road crew. It was not paved by NJ Dot. 
<laughs> there's nobody out there with the big machines in the middle of the night with the bright lights and you're trying to travel from state to state and you're blinded because they're fixing the road. There's no road crew creating these roads. You know what this road was created by? Traffic. Use. This road is hard because people are walking back and forth on it constantly. This road is worn down by feet. This isn't even a road that cars are traveling on. We know that, right? Bible times, no cars. No chariots, probably. You can laugh. I'm being silly. This road was created by people literally walking on it all the time. It's beaten down into place. It's already molded. It's been run over so many times that really nothing phases it. The seed hitting it doesn't matter. This road is there because people use it all the time. And sometimes I think that there are places in our hearts that are worn down because so much traffic has gone over them. And the soil in those spots in our hearts are hard. See, we know that an that someone who's never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that someone who's never made a step of faith to say, I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in you, God of miracles, like we sang this morning. We, we can understand that, 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 that their heart would be hard towards the word of God and that we have a responsibility to pray, to change that for the lives of those that we love, the lives of those around us, so that they can hear the word of God and their heart and their life can be changed. But I believe the Holy Spirit showed me about me yesterday that I have roads and footpaths in my heart that have been worn down by lots of traffic over and over in the same spot. I don't know what your traffic might look like in your heart. Because, see, I know I have parts of my heart that are like, yes, Jesus, you can do anything. Yes, Jesus, come right in to examine my heart, Jesus. Look at me. Tell me what I need to change. And then I have parts that are like, no, Jesus, uh, not yet. I don't want you to mess there. Because there are parts of my heart that are worn down and have a path and a footway that when something negative happens, I jump right in that path, and there I go. I think sometimes we have footpaths that we've created with lots of traffic in our lives, places that we go to. If you ask my children, the other day we were talking about what you do when you get upset or when you feel depressed or defeated or things don't go your way. And, and my kids, we were talking about it, and I said, well, what do, what do you think I do when I get sad? And Claire goes, you take a nap. I hide. I go into a cocoon. I don't want anybody to see me. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to talk. I don't want to explain it. I don't want to do anything with it. And that's a very, very worn down road footpath that is so easy for me to travel on when things aren't going my way. I jump right onto my road, the road in my heart that's hard. The road in my heart that's tough. I think sometimes we confuse being strong and being hard. Sometimes we, I, let me say, I'll just say I. I won't even accuse you guys of anything. I won't even pretend like you do anything like I do. You know what I do, though, when things get hard and things get tough and things don't go my way and I'm not seeing what I want to see and I'm defeated and I'm upset. Maybe I'm embarrassed. Maybe I'm discouraged. Maybe I just was believing God for something or maybe my kids did something and I'm mad at them. No, never. Just kidding. I love you guys. They're like, Mommy, why do you make everybody look at us? But you know what I do when things get that way? I jump right on that footpath. I get right on that part of my heart that's like, yep, I know how to hide from all this. 
I know how to just get away, and I'm just going to go down my little negative, little place that's so comfortable for me where I'm going to hide and be depressed and discouraged, and I'm not going to let anybody in, and I'm just going to walk here. Because this this path is so easy to walk on. It's all cleared out for me because I've done it so many years. There's a lot of traffic in my heart on this road. Yours probably is something different than mine. Maybe when things don't go right for you, you jump on the path of spending lots of money. Maybe you jump on the path of just going into overdrive to be an overachiever and make everything okay, and you're going to fix it all because you can do it all on your own. But I think that there are there's the path that the unbeliever is on, that their, their, their path is hard, their road is hard because they've never been exposed to the gospel. They've never known the love of Jesus. But I believe that even after we've known the love of Jesus, I think the Holy Spirit, I really think the Holy Spirit showed me this about me, that I have paths in my heart that I let stay hard because when I need a place to hide, they're really comfy to walk on. They're really easy to go back and forth on. I don't know what your path might look like this morning but some of us might have a path you might be like me there's been a lot of traffic in my heart on this negative path and it's really easy to jump on the seed in this story has zero chance of growing on the road it's not even a consideration that the seed can grow on the road the road is too beaten down it's been it's been stamped into place you know i don't know when i was a little kid we lived in browns mills which is about 40 minutes from here, and we had paths in the woods where we had ridden our bikes through so many times. It's like a little tunnel, and there's no trees because we've, like, whipped into the trees so many times. We've made all the leaves fall off, and the road is hard. It's not paved, but it's hard enough that our bikes didn't get stuck in the sandy soil because for years we had just gone from road to road to road to road to road. Nothing grew on those paths anymore didn't have a chance to grow because kids on bikes were going to keep going through and stomping on it you know what the bible tells us about this in this parable jesus actually says that when the seed comes into the life of someone who doesn't know jesus he actually says that there's an enemy of our souls called the devil who actually comes and snatches the seed we don't really like to talk about the devil very much We don't really, we'd rather not say anything about him. But Jesus is actually saying, you know, sometimes people who don't know me hear my word. They hear the truth of the gospel. And actually the enemy of their souls comes in. And the picture in that word, the bird picture, which is the devil, picture of the devil in that, is actually like an owl swooping down and grabbing its prey. Have you ever seen an owl do that? Or a video of an owl? They come and they swoop down and they grab it. And that's the picture that Jesus is giving here that, And when the soil is so hard, it's just so easy for that owl to just come out and snatch that. Seed's snatched up. Jesus says either it gets trampled by the foot traffic or kids on bikes like me and my friends in the summertime. Or it's eaten by birds or snatched by the enemy. The activity of our own hearts sometimes can make it impossible for the word of God to grow in certain places. That's hard to hear. Sometimes I wonder, Lord, why am I not changing in this area? There's this part of me, Lord, and I know that it's not the way it should be. I know it's not as good as it could be. I know I'm not having victory. I know I'm not growing the way I should be in this place. And yesterday I felt like he said to me, well, it's because it's a hard road in your heart, Carrie. You've got some hard roads inside of you 
that you're protecting and you're coddling them and you're, because they're safe and they're easy to travel on. Your bike tires aren't going to sink down in these roads because they've been hardened from years and years and years of use. And when things don't go the way you want, you retreat and you walk on those roads instead of two or three steps over where there's fertile soil like we see in the, in the rest of this passage. I wonder this morning if sometimes we have places in our hearts that are so comfortable and we're wondering why things aren't changing, but there's no way a seed could grow there because we're protecting that heart spot, that road, that common, well-trafficked place in our heart. It's been traveled on so much and we're so comfortable with it and we wonder why we're not growing and we're not changing in a certain area of our life. And I think, I really feel like the Spirit of the Lord is saying this morning, it's because that's your commonly traveled road and you like it just the way it is. For things to change in that part of your heart, on that soil of your heart, maybe it's time to move over into a different road, a different field, a fertile place. Take a step out of where you've always been comfortable and go to a fertile place. There's so much happening. There's so much traffic on that road sometimes that there's not room for anything new to grow. And this is my last point. The seed has a need. Don't you love it when stuff rhymes? I do. Kind of a word nerd. (laughs) See that rhyme too? (laughs) I love it when things rhyme. The seed has a need. Again, not a farmer. But for a seed to grow, it needs to get under some soil in a dark, fertile place. And first it gets roots. And then something shows up on the top. The well-traveled road, no seed can get down anywhere for anything to change. This common road, this comfortable place, this place that we've marked out and we've traveled so often. I just... I could just see this picture in my brain, in my heart, when God was talking to me about, Carrie, it's, it's so easy. There's a divot here, and you just travel right in that divot when things don't go your way, when things are hard, when you don't know what else to do. And there's the fertile soil three steps over, over here in this field. But this road is so comfortable because your heart, you've traveled this road in your heart so many times. And it's really easy to travel here. But you step over into that fertile field and you might get some mud between your toes and your shoes might get dirty and you might have to do some work. The seed has a need. The seed of the word of God needs to be able to get down into a fertile place in your heart to grow. That's the way seeds produce below the surface, developing roots. And when we allow hard roads in our heart to stay, when we don't pray for the hard parts and the hearts of those that we love that don't know Jesus, when we don't pray for those places to be softened, we just cut off the process before it could even begin. Anything when it comes to faith, to a relationship with God, has to have roots. Root to fruit, right? That's what we are, life tree, root to fruit. But if we allow these hard places to stay, roots can't ever grow. Every good thing that will happen in your life with God takes place below the surface of your heart. God is not just a surface level God. We, you know, we can, this is cute. This is cute. We can come to church every Sunday for the rest of our lives and stay exactly who we are in this moment. Never grow, never change, never develop, never mature. 
never have any new victory over anything in our life. Stay just who we are. Because this church, God's presence is here, and he can change things in a moment. But the hard work of growing in God, of producing a hundredfold crop that we're going to hear about in a couple weeks because Pastor Dan gets to preach the fun stuff, that work happens when nobody else can see it. The real work of growth happens below the surface. On your hard, well-traveled path and my hard, well-trafficked, easy-to-walk-on paths that I've created in some spots in my heart, nothing's ever going to grow there because nothing can ever penetrate the surface of that spot. And I really believe that for those that we know that do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that have never surrendered their lives to him, we have a responsibility to pray for those places, for their heart to be soil that is ready to receive from God. That's what we can do. You want to know you have a friend who you know needs Jesus so bad. You have a family member that you're aching for to see Jesus change their life. You can say, God, change the soil of their hearts so that when they hear your word, they can receive it and it won't be snatched. The enemy of our souls can't come down and steal it. God, you know what else? I need you to change some places in me. There are some well-traveled footpaths in the soil of my heart that I need you to help me break up. Because I'm tired of the seed getting snatched. I'm tired of hearing God's word. I'm tired of hearing I know good things are coming. I know that the best is yet to come. But in this one area of my life, I'm never seeing any best. Nothing's changing here, Jesus. I don't get it. How come I keep talking to you about this and it's not changing? I wonder if the soil of your heart, like mine, in some spots, needs to be changed. You need to move over into the fertile place. We can't make it rain. We can't create seeds, but we can control our soil. We can control our hearts. We can control that the paths that our heart goes on when things are hard. I wonder what some of the hard paths in our hearts might be today. Do we protect ourselves from pain at all costs? Do we hide when things hurt? Do we do anything it takes to mask our insecurities? Do we overachieve so that no one knows how lonely we feel? Yesterday, my sister and I are having a conversation. And there's this sort of risk in our home that we're dabbling with taking. Nothing crazy. I just don't want to tell the whole story yet. Because listen, if I preached every week, you guys would know every one of my dirty secrets. But this one I'm going to keep to myself for just a minute. We're having this conversation at the kitchen table yesterday after a healthy meal of McDonald's because every once in a while I just crave it. And I just, you can't judge me because I just like it every once in a while. Because when I was a kid, if you got McDonald's, that was like you were getting something. We're having a conversation at the kitchen table yesterday and, and we're going through the steps of why this risk, but what if we take it and what if we fail and how scary it is to think like, what if we put ourselves out there and ask people to pray and then it doesn't happen and All these things, we're just working through these processes because there's this part of my life that I have never known the full goodness of God in. There's this part of my life that I know I don't have all the victory over. I'm saying, maybe what if we take this risk? What if we try this? I don't know what happens. And my sister, because she's a woman of wisdom, looks at me and says, you guys have to try 
Because that fear that you have is what kept mom, our mom, in a place that she should have moved out of years and years and years ago. And if you guys don't try this, I'm afraid you'll stay in the same place mom stayed in her whole life. Because you see, in this one thing, I have well-worn roads in my heart. The soil of my heart is really comfortable to stay in this one kind of place, do it this one kind of way. Don't take any risks. Don't put yourself. Now, I can get up here and tell you all my dirty secrets, and that's not scary to me, but there are risks that God is asking me to take in some things, and I'm really afraid. But yesterday, my sister looked at me and said, but if you don't take it, you'll stay just like mom did in a place that does, that's it's not the best. It's not nearly anything as good as what God would want you to have. And I said, yes, Lord. You want me to talk about hard ground? You want me to talk about soil that you can't grow in, God, that your word is not flourishing in, that is not fertile in my heart? And yes, Lord, in this moment at the kitchen table with McDonald's in front of me, you exposed a place in me that I have not stepped into the fertile ground of. And this morning as we close, I'm just going to ask the, Nikki and, and Claire, whoever, to come. And we're just going to pray. We're going to pray for two things this morning. Some of you, I just had a picture last night. Some of you may even want to come stand at the altar while we pray. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But I just felt like some of you might want to do that. Some of you might want to. We're, we're all going to stand when we sing this song so no one will feel uncomfortable. But we're going to pray for two things this morning. We're going to pray for the hearts of the people that we love that need to be soil that Jesus' word can sink into. Because I bet every person in this room knows somebody that you love that needs Jesus. And we can all pray together for that. And then there are some of us, like me, I'm in this prayer, that I have well-traveled places in my heart that are roads that I jump on so easily, but nothing's growing there. And this morning I'm saying, God, I need you to come. And I need you to help me. Give me grace. Give me courage. Make me brave. Give me, give me the oomph it takes to not just stay in this path that's so comfortable in this place in my heart. And I like it here. And even though I know it's terrible, it's like an abusive relationship with this path. I know it's terrible here. I know it's better somewhere else. And yet I stay on this path because I've traveled it so many times. I could get there with my eyes closed steps over, there's this 100-fold, multiplied, abundant field. And I don't want to stay on this hard path anymore. So I don't know. You would all stand. We're just going to sing the chorus of this song that says, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. For me, listen, I'm not putting anything on you. And if you could all just stand right where you are for just a minute, if we could just not move for a second. Because I really feel like the Spirit and the presence of God is in this room this morning. And that we're going to pray this morning for people that we love, for their heart soil to be changed. And people are going to come to know Jesus Christ because of this moment this morning. I believe that in faith. In fact, I prophesy that over us this morning. That people are going to come to know Jesus because we're going to pray right now in this moment. I also believe that some of us this morning are going to make a really brave, really scary choice to say, I don't want to walk on this road that I've walked on 
that my heart is so comfortable with anymore. I choose this morning to go into a field that's fertile. My feet might get muddy there. It might take more work there. But I want the seed of God to grow in my heart. And I'm not going to stay the way I've always stayed. I'm not going to do what I've always done. Whether it's the way my family's always done it. I watched my parents do it. It's the only way I know. Guess what? There's a brand new day for you in Jesus. So we're going to sing this chorus through one time. And then we're going to pray. And things are going to change. Because we pray in this moment. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.